Hello, this is Pod for the Course, and uh, I am Tom Kay, the Senior Director of Communications for Washington Golf. And uh, today we have with us Brian Pierce, and Brian is the uh, Director of Encore Services at Chambers Bay Golf Course in University Place, Washington. Uh, Brian, thanks so much for being on with us today. Appreciate you having me on, Tom. This is great. Yeah, you bet. So, uh, Brian, before we get uh, onto other things under the sun, uh, just for yourself, I know that everyone seems to have a story about how they came to be at Chambers Bay. So, how, how, what's your story? How did you how did you end up there at Chambers? Um, well, I grew up in the area uh, from early '80s and uh, went to school over in Eastern Washington and um, came back this way and got a job in construction and quickly realized that uh, the golf industry was a little bit more of a, a happy place for me. And um, post-college, that seemed to be a, a good opportunity to do something I loved as well as uh, try to utilize my degree in a way. So I took a job down in Arizona first and um, got into the golf industry down there, uh, taught golf down in Arizona for 10 years, and then uh Went to Florida for went to Florida for one year and uh, took care of my grandparents and then moved my way back up here in 2010, the year of the U.S. Amateur. And I didn't even know this golf course was built. Uh, it was uh, down in Arizona. We got tons of golf courses. So coming back up here, I wasn't aware of it. But uh, that year, I found out about it. Called, saw if they had any openings uh, as I was teaching golf uh, as an independent contractor down the road. And they uh, let me come in the next year, and next thing I know, I was caddying and learning that that was the best job in this industry. After 15 years of working in the golf industry, I found that being on the experience with the players for the five hours that you're with them uh, was probably my favorite at the time, and still is today. I, I really do enjoy being on the experience with the player and trying to create some great memories and keeping those expectations low. Yeah, okay, keeping the expectations low, I love it. Um, so, yes, yeah, so you are Director of Encore Services, uh, but the second half of your title is Caddy Master. And uh, oh. for, for those uh, uh, listeners out there who don't know already, but uh, Chambers Bay is a walking-only golf course. There are no carts allowed except for those with a medical certificate or condition. And so, uh, and uh, for those who have played Chambers, of course, it's a, uh, a bit of a walking challenge. There's some elevation changes and some long distances between greens and the next tee. And so taking a caddy is uh, is not such a bad idea there. And uh, you spoke a little bit about the caddy, your caddy experience and your enjoyment of it. So let's talk about the caddy program. And, and first of all, of course, uh, Chambers, uh, for those uh, who don't know already, of course, it's been the site of numerous uh, large-scale championships, such as the 2010 U.S. Amateur, which you've already mentioned, the 2015 U.S. Open, and numerous others, uh, uh, collegiate regional championships uh, just a few months ago, just actually six weeks ago, it was the site of the Washington Men's Amateur State Championship as well. So uh, significant uh, uh, resume already for the golf course, and the caddy program itself is an integral part of that experience there at Chambers. Is that correct? Uh, most definitely. You know, we we recommend anybody that hasn't seen the golf course uh, to utilize caddies uh, on the golf course to as much as they can. Um, and for those that don't and they like the adventure on their own, then, you know, that's okay too. Uh, we try to give them at least a couple pointers as they tee off. But having our caddies out there uh, truly playing uh, some of the shots out there and seeing the uh, fall lines on the greens, 
some of the angles coming in from the holes makes that golf course to play a lot easier. Uh, the challenge is definitely real out there with or without a caddy. Um, you know, we're definitely part of the planning process, but execution is always going to be up to the player. Yeah. How many caddies uh, are in your pool of caddies? Uh, right now, with uh, what we've gone through this past year with the pandemic, our caddy crew has dropped about 50% um, just for the amount of caddy requests that we are not receiving uh, as we have in the mm -hmm. past. Um, but we're right now we're at about 45 to 50 caddies. Uh, I would say a good solid 25 to 30 of them are working regularly over the course of the season. Uh, mm -hmm. Last year we were up to 80 caddies with about 50 of them working uh, a lot more often. Mm -hmm. Now I know you have caddies of different ages. I, I know some people who have retired from some other career and they decided to work as a caddy at Chambers Bay. But I also know that you've got some young folks there who are high school kids, maybe working towards an evidence uh, caddy scholarship of some kind. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, yeah, we have definitely been partnered with the Evans Scholarship Foundation to try to find uh, young individuals that would be interested in caddying, and uh, most of them trying to, you know, be a, as being a caddy as their first job. Um, you know, it's a pretty awesome opportunity for these kids to be able to go through that, put forth the effort to um, work with the Evans Scholarship Program. Uh, to see if they can get some help through their college career. And uh, we've definitely had a lot of success with that, and we're really happy to be part of uh, the Evans Scholarship Foundation here for all ages, you know, for the kids that have come to us at age 15 um, all the way up to, you know, anybody just getting ready to go into college. Mm -hmm. How does that work out for <clears throat> for you? Say you've got someone who wants to be a caddy, and they don't know much about golf. It's, you know, some many of them do, of course, but many many do not. And they just want looking for a job and maybe some opportunity of some kind. And they come to you. Do they come to you? And do, they, do you train them? Do you have staff who train them how to caddy or how to be on how to behave on a golf course? The basic etiquette, things like that. Yeah, naturally, we're always looking to find individuals that have golf knowledge. Um, you know, it's hard to have a a guy come out and be a caddy as we train him and if I ask him what the what does this putt do and he looks at it and says well I think it dog legs a little bit left to right mm -hmm. and you know that was the first time I heard somebody uh, describe a putt dog legging on a putting green so um, I appreciated it but I was able to educate that one individual and he became a great caddy as well but um, for the most part, we're looking for individuals that have at least a little golf knowledge, um, definitely the passion for golf. Uh, we want them to come out here and be part of an experience uh, for players out here that uh, really is just unmatched to any other golf course or any other experience that you might get uh, playing golf with your friends or uh, in a tournament. Um, our caddies, you know, most anybody who does apply for a job here, um, I will vet them, try to ask questions, see what their golf knowledge is. But again, you don't have to be a great golfer to be a good caddy, um, but you could be a decent golfer and be a great caddy. And what I ask of these uh, our caddies is to come in, um, give us you know 18 holes of your time, and come out and do a shadow loop. And so what we'll do is we'll put a caddy in a position to go out and observe 
uh, other senior caddies, more seasoned veterans, uh, as they go around the golf course and uh, you know maintain the experience for the players. And if uh, a prospective caddy finds that it's something that they really do want to do, uh, that gives us the opportunity for them to actually see if that's a job that they want to do. And then after that, uh, then we take it case by case to find out how much training we actually really do need to give that person. Um, mm-hmm. It ranges anywhere from you know having to teach terminology, um, etiquette. Um, I mainly have always said to anyone that if you're going to be a caddy, you know, here first and foremost, it's about the guest experience. It's about you know creating good customer service and being like a chameleon to be able to adapt to any person that comes out and any expectation they may have of their caddy. Mm-hmm. Do you have different levels of caddy skills? I know at some some courses and some clubs they have, well, I'm, this is an A caddy, this is a B caddy, this is a C caddy, which means a beginner or something like that. Do you, do you have that? Do you grade them like that? Uh, we don't really put labels on it. Uh, I think we have mainly, uh, we have senior caddies that have been here that lead by example. They've been here for some time. Uh, we've also had caddies that I would consider a senior caddy that steps in and has worked here for two, three years and has really, you know, uh, taken the opportunity to become uh, a better caddy, uh, to hone their craft. Um, and to learn. Uh, I really keep away from trying to classify any caddy, but I will be very honest with players if uh, if we are going to put a caddy out that doesn't have as much experience, um, but we also try to make sure that those caddies uh, work with other golfers or other caddies in the group so that they can learn as they go, because this is a job of trial by fire. You know, it's uh, you just never know what what you're going to get when you get out on the golf course. But as long as you're ready to assist and not direct, you know we're there to help players. We're not there to tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, when uh, big tournaments come to the course, uh, do you are you is your pool of caddies are they called upon to be ready or to be available or well for instance like the 2021 US Amateur 4 balls going to be held at Chambers in May of 2021 and are they going to is the USGA going to come to you for for caddy help or how how does all that work out Yeah you know I'm not sure how that's going to happen in 21 but I would imagine that they we will have some contact either with the USGA or with players directly uh how it worked in the 2015 US Open which was really neat um, we had uh, agents, players, caddies uh, calling us to basically schedule practice rounds. Uh, that's what we saw a lot of, an overabundance of uh, people coming out to try to get kind of an inside scoop from our local caddies, and that worked out great. I, it was it was awesome. I actually got to carry for Adam Scott, got to be in a group with uh, Brooks Kepka and Ryan Palmer, uh, those guys were amazing. Garth Mulray was great. Got to sing karaoke with Joe LaCava and Steve Sands. So the opportunity was really awesome. And um, I think that they do utilize and respect the local caddies for a lot of the green reads, the fall lines, the angles, uh, at least to learn it. One of our caddies, uh, Brandon Salmonson, was, uh, had the pleasure to work with Michael Greller, uh, who works with Jordan Spieth and, you know, was the champion of the 2015 U.S. Open, and he, Brandon and Michael, walked the golf course, learned a little bit, shared some stories, and, um, you know, it definitely proved that, you know, having a little bit of an inside track on the golf course uh, was very helpful in that championship. 
Yeah, that's what an experience. And so you you did caddy for Adam Scott in a practice round. Yes, it was awesome. <laughs> what a genuine guy he was. He was just like you would imagine him to be. He was a really sweet and genuine man, and he had a lot of clubs. He was testing testing a lot of wedges and a couple putters. So that bag was heavy, but that was not on my mind when I was getting to walk next to him down the fairways. Well, what a kind of a thrill to, to see them hit see those guys hit the ball. I can imagine up close like it's, that. It is definitely different. That's for sure. Yeah. So you, uh, at the beginning of our, our talk here just now, uh, you, you spoke uh, about your own personal experience as a caddy, and it sounds like it, it's 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 kind of a, a love thing that you have, just being able to do that and as part of your life. I do. I've uh, been teaching golf uh, for a long time, and uh, you know, seeing the instant gratification and feeling that gratification when someone figures it out. Um, on the golf, you know, on the driving range or as a as a pro teaching an amateur a lesson. That was always something wonderful that I felt. I, I really enjoyed that. But when I first started caddying, uh, it was, you know, it was like nothing else. You know, I've checked in people in a golf shop. I've sent them off as a starter. But to be on the experience with the player, to be out there and see the ups and downs and to try to create smiles and be excited about the good shots and you know, definitely give them the Ben Hogan, the Ben Hogan esque uh, attitude to where you know, hey, your bad shots, don't let it get you down. You know, let's let's yeah. go to the next shot and and see if we can swing and chase it and and do it mm-hmm. again. And it is by far one of the coolest experiences, uh, whether it's at a local club or for your friend in a in a qualifier or. Uh, I had a chance to work for a few weeks on the web.com tour back in 2016, and that was the travel and the the competition and the hype. It, it was it, there's just no other feeling than being in the mix uh, with other athletes and players and and you know guys that are you know fighting for their career and you know it is something else. It, you know being a part of that team, a player player and caddy relationship. Uh, mm-hmm. It is really cool being part of that, whether you're the player or the caddy, I believe. Yeah, yeah, wow. So uh, we talked a little bit about the younger caddies. What about the older caddies, the ones who have retired from from some of their long career and they're in their 60s and they just like to be outside and they want to keep busy and uh, they love the game? And uh, I know you've I've, I've, I've spoken with a couple of them out there. They just want to keep keep going and this is what they love to do. Yeah, it's uh, for a second job or something that's uh, supplemental to uh, retirement. Uh, it is uh, pretty awesome having those guys. I've got uh, gentlemen that are retired airline pilots, uh, retired firefighters. Uh, we had a gentleman here, uh, our oldest caddy, uh, and I rest in peace, Gary Allard. Uh, he passed away recently, and he was our oldest caddy, and he caddied here since we opened. And he wore his U.S. Amateur hat, and it was dirty, and it was it was genuine. And his actions out there every day he stepped on this golf course, it was like his second home. He came here to enjoy his life, and he knew what he knew what to expect when he came out here because it, it didn't matter to him whether the player was good, bad, you know, competitive or not. He just wanted to be out here walking those walking those fairways and reading those greens and those gentlemen and the guys that have retired and found this as a second job. Um, I probably have five or six guys that are, 
uh, five or six individuals that are school teachers that are ready to make this, uh, you know, a gig for the summer. And, you know, and whenever they get done, they, they work with us in the summer. And maybe when they retire, they'll make this a little bit more of a full-time gig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when a, a caddy is, let's say you're coming on to spring, and do, do they let you know, hey, I'm going to be available three days a week during the summer? Or how do you, you, you have a, must have a Rolodex or a roster of some kind that you, you call them when, you, when you've got a glut of players coming on who need caddies? Yeah, it's great. I mean, I think one of the old ways of doing things is, you know, let's let's see how many horses we can get in the stable. Let's uh, get guys coming in as free agents, and uh, that's kind of how we worked when we first started because we just didn't know, you know, what the demand was going to be for caddies. So we would have guys come down, hang out. The camaraderie was great, having guys hang out and get to know each other. But, you know, you have a guy that comes down at 6 in the morning, and he doesn't get out until 1 o'clock in the afternoon. That's five hours of riding the pine that he could have been, he or she could have been doing something else. And also, you know, you take five hours out of your day waiting, waiting, waiting. It You're not as effective when you go out there and start caddying you know, whenever you end up working a 10, 11-hour day. Uh, yeah, sure. But the way we do it now is, is that it, it is much easier to get an availability from every caddy. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if a guy's available five days a week, then, you know, hopefully I can schedule him five days a week. But if I can't, then mm-hmm. we're going to do our best to schedule him as much as possible. But with yeah. the Rolodex that we do have, the, the availability of having a caddy tell me, you know, when he's available, he or she is available, makes it much easier for me to schedule rather than trying to guess if I can get somebody to come in and work. And with COVID and uh, the pandemic here this year, uh, we've eliminated any caddies coming down to be free agents. So I've had to be a little mm-hmm. bit more diligent about our reservations, about uh, calling guests to make sure that if they do or want do or don't want caddies. Uh, we've just been a little bit more on the ball this year without having the ability to have free agents down here hanging out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, other than the caddy master, you, of course, again, are the director of on-course services. And what else does that entail, Brian? Uh, I've always said I'm a jack of all, master of none. Um, I I love my job. Uh, I see things. I walk. I you know if you see a piece of trash, you know you always know to pick it up because who you know if not you who. Um, so I I manage our uh, player assistant staff. Uh, we call them pace ambassadors. Uh, so our basically a marshal program. Um, you know, we try to li- eliminate that name from it because we're really not out there to tell people where to go or what to do, but we are definitely trying to help out the folks that uh, might find themselves uh, challenged or falling behind on pace. Uh, so I manage those gentlemen on the course, and I help oversee the entire operation uh, of our guest service team and uh, manage our caddies as well. And I'm one of the starters here, so I try to get guys going right out of the gate and and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, like I said, jack of all, master of none. But I'll, I'll do anything you ask me and uh, definitely try to be as efficient as possible while doing it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, back to the caddies roster, do you have a limit of number of caddies that you want to keep on, on the roster? In other words, do you, do you cap it at some number or do you just put everyone on there and just whoever wants to work the most, get they get the most gigs or the most loops, uh, I should say? Yeah, I you know, we limited our staff this year because I knew the demand was going to be a little less with the lack of outside out of state travel um which we've seen a you know a percentage down but uh you know, I basically know that if I have a caddy who's available 7 days a week uh and I have a caddy who's available 5 days a week and caddies that are available 3 days a week, 
you know, I'll go through the weekly schedule, find out how many loops that we have, any uh, caddy requests that we have that, you know, if I can schedule a guy seven days, I will. If I if that person who's available seven, you know, if it's only going to be 60, 70 percent of their availability across the board, then I'll utilize the, the 30 to 40 guys that we have and try to spread it around uh, to where, you know, everybody at least is getting a piece of the pie. All the while, we're always trying to put out the best caddies with the players that are out there. And mm-hmm. I, I definitely, I, I, the guys who want to work, that's I put them to work. Guys who are kind of okay with working two, three days a week, then that's okay too. So we've got a wide array of, of, uh, of a Rolodex there of caddies that have different availabilities and different desires. So we manage that the best we can for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, Brian, uh, again, I appreciate you taking the time today to talk about this. Uh, Brian Pierce, again, is the director of on-course services at Chambers Bay Golf Course in University Place. But more importantly, he is the caddy master at Chambers Bay, uh, overseeing a, a fleet of, of caddies who service the club. Brian, thanks again so much. Well, I appreciate you guys over there at Washington Golf. You've done a wonderful job. The tournaments that you've hosted out here have been amazing, and the partnership we have uh, with you here at Chambers Bay and with all golfers in Washington has been seamless uh, this year and the years that I can remember in the past. So we appreciate you as well, and thank you for letting us be a part of this. And uh, any caddies out there that ever want to come down, give me a call. You know, I'd love to hear from you, and we can chat about what those opportunities look like. There you go. And Brian, uh, I'm going to give your, uh, can I give your email address here? Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you bet. Brian Pierce is B-P-I-E-R-C-E at Kempersports.com. Contact Brian if you have any interest in being a caddy at Chambers Bay. Uh, okay, Brian, again, I appreciate this, and thanks for the words about the the championships that our office runs, and we've enjoyed the partnership as well, and looking forward to uh, many more to come up in the coming years. All right, Tom. Look forward to having you out here on the links as well. You bet. Talk to you soon. All right. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye.